cut in your social security is a worldwide event trend forced by the pathologically greedy and selfish. If you think the security the, uh, cuts that Republicans and neoliberals are trying in the United States is some isolated event, you would be wrong. The plutocrats throughout the world just can't get enough. And, you know, there are some people who are going to listen to me uh, talk about this essay on, on Social Security. And the right and, and other neoliberals have predisposed them to think that anybody that are going to say the words that I'm about to say, that somehow they are some pinko, crazy, liberal, progressive, socialist, communist, anarchist, all that stuff they're going to say. And it, it, it hurts me not on a personal level, but on a social level. And the reason why is this. Your social security doesn't matter if you are conservative or progressive, liberal or anarchist, liberal. It doesn't mean any of that. Social security affects us all. We, this is one subject. We should all be on the same page. Whether you're libertarian or not, we should all be on the same page. Because good old Ayn Rand who that object, objectivism and uh, that stuff about, you know, save yourself. When she, on her dying bed during that time of her death, this most conservative right-wing uh, hater of a woman, guess who saved her? Social Security. Believe it or not. Anne Rand was a sociopath. Yes, she was. I mean, you know, it's the... The philosophy of selfish. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I could not express my joy in watching over a million workers in France in the streets protesting against the government's attempt to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Common Dreams reported it as follows. Nearly a million people took to the streets of cities across France on Saturday during the fourth round of nationwide protests against President Emmanuel Macron plans to raise the country's pension eligibility age from 62 to 64. The French Interior Ministry said an estimated 963,000 protesters rallied in Paris, Marseille, Nantes, Nice, Toulouse, and other cities and towns large and small for the fourth straight day of demonstration. Agence France Press reports, authorities in Paris said nearly 100,000 people turned out to Saturday's demonstrations, which included many young people who would not make it to a previous three-day protest. Union leaders said the number of Paris protesters was five times as high. One team protesting in the capital's Place de la République carried a placard reading, I don't want my parents to die at work. I don't want my parents to die at work. I want you to think about that. I don't want my parents to die at work. And then I, I, want, I want you guys to realize a bit more. One teen protesting in the capital, or rather, others held bans declaring, no to working longer, not one year more, not one euro less, and other slogans. Nine out of 10 French workers are opposed to the change. Okay, nine out of 10. 
The French government is partially justifying the raised age, claiming the retirement age is higher in other European Union countries, to which we should say collectively, who cares? Who the hell cares if other countries have higher retirement rates? How do we look at that and why should we care? Why should we care? Okay. We should be working to lower it in other countries. I will go into the justification a little bit further below, but just let me tell you. I always find it fantastic that we would say we are going to penalize more human beings because others have penalized them. So let's bring equality in penalization. It always baffled me. It always baffled me that workers in the United States, that people that are fighting for minimum wage in the United States, and a union worker gets it, and then we have other $7.25 workers saying, who do they think they are? We have to work for $7.25, so you too should. You should also work for $7.25. The mentality that has been placed upon us, that level of indoctrination that has placed upon us, that, that goes ahead and say, let's penalize our fellow man to enrich the, the filthy few. I want you guys to understand that. So when they make that statement, oh, they're saying, look, in the other countries in the, United, in the European Union, their, 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 their uh, retirement rate is higher. So why not penalize French people like that too? And the French say, hell no. No. We're not going to penalize upwards. We depenalize downward. So Senator Rick Scott Republican of Florida made a mistake when he announced his plan to sunset or kill Social Security, Medicare and Medicare, I mean Medicaid every five years, with the expectation that they would be reauthorized every five years. Of course, we know each reauthorization would really, really mean cuts. Cuts. Anytime they talk about letting it sunset to reauthorize, what do you, when it reauthorizes, it's a new law with new restrictions, with new avenues, and all of that, right? So if they ever, if they ever cut it or decide to, to, to sunset Social Security, that next Congress has to reauthorize it. And what do you think they're going to do to reauthorize it? We can't even get slight changes right now. We can't even do that. And you think they're not going to cut all of you my, brother, my old brothers and sisters out there, you think they're not going to cut it? Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota did not dismiss support for Rick Scott's program to sunset Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Instead, he bloviated and hunkered down. Rounds used the more efficient, the more affluent pundits on the program, which he was on, he was on this week. He used the more affluent pundits on the program to make a nonsensical point. He assumed they have good private retirement plans and that they have no substantive government dependency. He did this to justify without saying it explicitly because remember, Rick Scott's big mistake was to come out and be honest and say, I want to sunset Social Security and if the, if they, if the uh, Congress see it deemed to re 
re-up Social Security. They'll do it otherwise, no Social Security. But of course, they'll always give you Social Security. They'll just give you pennies on the dollar or something, right? And he's okay with that. But Rounds was, Senator Rounds was a bit more, he, he was a bit more careful. He did this to justify, without saying it explicitly, that privatizing at least part of Social Security is a possible option. I repeat, it's a possible option. And when you hear people starting to talk like that, always beware. Always beware. I repeat, beware. All right, so it is important for us to beware. All right, so the senator used the word manage. Manage. The Social Security fix is easy if politicians choose the only correct option. There is one correct option. Tax all income and wealth. And notice I added wealth in there, right? To combat the irrational nature of putting some on all the Social Security on the books for Wall Street to pilfer and profit from, he implies that somehow the government will take the risk if Wall Street falters. So here's what I want to explain that a bit. Here's what he's telling you. He's saying, hey, hey, we want you to, we, we will put your money, some of your Social Security money into the stock market and since you know that the stock market can be volatile at times, if the stock market happens to fail, the government will make you whole. I want you guys to understand the stupidity of that statement. If you are going to backstop the stock market, why not backstop Americans instead of giving your money to the stockholders who are going to pay, you are going to pay a, a, a management fee and do all that money to give away to the fat cats at Wall Street saying if they happen to fail, you then, the government, make be the backstop. It makes no sense talking about socialism for the corporation because they never lose. But if they, if they don't make money with your money, after not ever losing, the government picks up the slack. Just tax all income, including capital gains and wealth. For those who balk at said taxation, remember that every middle-class American pays taxes on their capital every year. Stocks are capital. Real estate is capital. Your car is capital. Your home is capital. How come each the capital owned by most of us, your home, your, your car, all these pieces of capital that you own. There's no, no, no rich person is complaining about you paying taxes on that. But try to stock their, tax their capital, meaning the stocks. Try to tax their gains. Oh, no, it's different. That's different. There's no difference about it other than they didn't work for that. Okay, folks, please. Let's stop allowing them to take us for granted. How come only the capital owned by most of us is taxed while the ones mostly held by the wealthy are not? How comes? Because we have a purchased government by the wealthy. But you know what? We still have one person, one vote. 
educate ourselves. Let's educate ourselves so that they can't snow us like that senator attempted to snow every American that watched that Sunday program last yesterday, yesterday morning. It is high time for us to enlighten ourselves about the world, sal the world salad that Republicans and neoliberals use to fool Americans. The Social Security and Medicaid fix is simple. Tax all income and wealth. It will lower the taxes on most Americans and provide us with more services. It's a mathematical certainty. Moreover, it is fair. It is time for the wealthy to stop being parasites. They've built their wealth on our intellect, on our service, on our labor. One might buy into the narrative that people are living longer and that increasing the retirement age is justified. I have a better argument. We should have a lower retirement age. It will make for a better society as more people who have been productive all of their lives have a more pleasant time doing what they really want to do. It could lead to a much kinder and, much volunteer, and a more volunteer society. For those who think we cannot afford that, that is what a rich, greedy, selfish plutocracy would like you to believe. Robotics, efficiency, and productivity have increased exponentially. Many fear automation. I think we should embrace automation. It should lead to a, to a both shorter work week and early retirements. The problem is that today's in today's economic system, all the profits from productivity and efficiency have gone to the executives and shareholders. It, in other words, we provide the intellect, we provide the labor, we provide the efficiency, we provide the increased productivity and profits. And it went all, it went all to a select few. Is that what you want? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are so undeserving that every productivity increase in your company is due to your manager who does nothing? It's due to your executive who does nothing? It's due to your shareholder who does nothing? Is that what you really believe? Do you really think that lowly of ourselves? It is time for us to assert our worth. When we understand the ingrained thievery of our system, we will start asserting our worth and demanding what is ours. Are you ready? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.